based on what is known as that the word the day of Rosh includes within it all the days of the month. That's why it's called Rosh Chaydesh, the Rosh Kipshutay, like the head with the literal head of a person, which contains within it the all the organs of the body. The brain controls all the organs of the body. So also Rosh Chaydesh contains and controls all the days of the month. Is verstandig, so therefore we understand as all the text from Chedesh Tevis that all the days of the month of Tevis was any kolul in Chedesh Tevis, which, as we just said, are included within the day of Chedesh. Hab Mashaychus have a connection to the days of Chanukah, since all the days of Tevis are connected to Chedesh, and Chedesh is a part of Chanukah. So therefore, by extension, all the days of Tevis are somehow connected to the days of Chanukah. Another thing is the month of Tevis has two outstanding days. The Tzayim from Asarba Tevis, the fast of Asarba Tevis, and the Yemelulu from the Mountain Rebbe, and the Yard site of the Alter Rebbe, which is the 24th of Tevis, Chavdala Tevis. And since these are fixed days, it always comes out in the same time during that month. Is Mr. That there is a connection to uh, from these days to the general idea of what the month is. As was mentioned many times, that specific days in the month contain within them the general th- uh, theme of the month. So these two days must be connected to whatever the theme of Tevis is. In regards to the month of Tevis, our sages tell us even Posik. It's uh, they say it on the Posik in Megillah Esther, but the Lokach Esther al Melech Achashverish that Esther was taken to the king Achashverish. Bas Chaydush Asiru Chaydush Tevis during the month of the tenth month, which is the month of Tevis. So the uh, the Chazal tell us about this that she was brought to the king as his queen. Uh, during the month of Tevis, the Chazal say, that this is a month, the month of Tevis is a month where bodies enjoy close proximity because of the warmth that it provides from one person to another. The fire of us in them, because in the month of Tevis are the coldest, is the coldest month. Rashi, as Rashi expresses it, because of the cold. As the Anos Haguf, that's why because it's so cold so therefore the bodies warm each other and that's why she was brought to the king during the month of Tevis every physical reality evolves from its spiritual source and therefore in regards to this matter the Kriros from Chedesh Tevis Begashmias, the cold weather that ex- that happens during the month of Tevis uh, physically, Nemzach the Fumbas Zazman in the Zman in 
Because in Demzman is the Shemesh Abaye. It stems from the fact that during this time, that which is called the son of Havaya, the son associated with Havaya, as the Pasuk says, Kishemesh Omogan Havaya Lekim, that the son and the, the protection, the uh, shield of the son, are associated with Havaya and Alekim. The sun is Havaya and the shield is Alekim, that which um, obscures the sun. So therefore, the sun is associated with Havaya. Nishmeir as Therefore, because Havaya does not is not as dominant, in at least in a revealed way in the world, in Velt, is godliness is covered and concealed. Mer in dem helim from It's more concealed in the in its concealment of nature. In other words, the godliness hides behind nature during the month of Tavis even more than the rest of the time. And therefore, that expresses itself physically that it's a cold month where the sun doesn't warm the earth. And as it's known as the Tegev Zrichas Hashemesh in Chachiyakayitz, as we know from other Maimorim, that the intensity of the sun during the summer months is also indicates that there is an intensity of holiness during the summer months which is expressed in the intensity of the sun um, illuminating and warming the, the earth because during that time Shemesh Havaya is drawn into the world and illuminates the world and the far is in the Chadoshim that's why during the summer months it's easier to get to be able to serve Hashem properly than during the winter months where godliness is concealed which is what leads to the, to the physical cold weather of the world and, therefore, and it's for this reason that's why the when a Yid serves Hashem properly during the month of Tevis, there's something unique and special about that because it's not a day, a, a, a period which lends itself to being able to serve Hashem properly because there's a concealment of godliness during that time. And if a person perseveres and overcomes that challenge and serves Hashem properly, so then there is something unique and special about that Avedah. When does in the Maimon, and that's what our sages allude to when they say that it's a month where one body enjoys the closeness of another body because man and woman to what this is relating the king and the, and the Esther is, it's relating to it's an allusion to Knesset uh, Yisrael is the husband and Knesset Yisrael the wife as the Avaida von Eden in the Mchadesh, when as is da tzina ba'olam, that when a yid serves Hashem, serves, yeah, when there is such cold, cold dominates the world, is goyim anolamayla. This brings a greater pleasure to Hashem. That's what he means. Haguf nenem and haguf. That because of the cold, you would expect that the person, the yid, would not be able to serve Hashem as properly. And when the person does serve Hashem properly, this brings greater pleasure to Hashem. That's the meaning of this statement, Beruchnius. 
Since everything in the Torah is very specific and precise, is verstandig, so it's understood as that even when they express it and saying a body enjoys the uh, uh, closeness of another body, is using the term body also ties into the spiritual meaning of it. As does main that when we say that this means that Hashem enjoys the Aveda of a year during the month of Tevis more than normal. That what that means is the fact that Hashem enjoys the Aveda of a year more during that time is relating specifically to the Guf. That's why they use the term a Guf Nenem and a Guf. And which part of Hashem, which expression of Hashem is the one that enjoys the Avaida of the Yid through their Guf? It's the part of Hashem which is referred to as Guf. So to understand what does that mean that Hashem, is, Hashem has a Guf and what does it mean that, that He enjoys the Guf? Everything that happens in the macrocosm, in the big world out there, is connected to the Aveda of a person, which is called an Oilam Kodam, which is called a microcosm. Each person has an entire world within them, and what happens in the big world is a reflection of what happens in the small world in the person. The Chachi Akayids, when the Shemesh Avai is Meir Begilian Velt, during the summer months when the sun, referring to Avaya, uh, illuminates the world in an open way, in a revealed way, is the Zman, that's the time when Yid serves Hashem with the Neshama. Why? In them Zman is the Guf Nishta Zeifel Mailum Maser Veira Neshama. What that means is, during that period, when there is such a great illumination of godliness in the world, the body doesn't interfere with that illumination and allows the neshama to do what it needs to do. On the far kenum b'meilu dafa idzich misasik zayin in the nyonei neshama ba'if nazizol deher and giliyah neshama and that's why a yid is able to and therefore must of course take advantage of that opportunity to focus on the expression of the neshama that the neshama should, in other words to experience the oira neshama. So that's what happens during the summer months. And although it's true that that uh, in order to carry out this Aveda, you still have to make sure that the body should not get involved in coarse physicality, in negative types of ex- physical expression. The neshama is the chongeton and guf because in the end the neshama is still within the body. And therefore the way that the neshama can express itself is through the body, in the body, and through the body. Therefore the body must be a receptacle and a channel which will successfully be able to channel what the neshama represents. And if the body is involved in coarse physical expression, that will interfere with the neshama being able to properly be channeled through the body. So that has to be taken care of anyway.
But in the end, but it's true that you also can't ignore the body and make sure that the body is functioning according to the standard that is expected. But that's not the Aveda. That's just the, uh, the preparation to make sure that the main Aveda, which is the Aveda of the Nishama, should be able to be carried out. And them tarob them tzudeg versus mailum master. You have to be able to remove the concealment which generally the body presents. If I don't that it shouldn't it shouldn't conceal the light of the neshama, which is what should dominate during the month, the summer months. So that you will be able to once the body's concealment is eliminated the neshama will be able to express itself fully. But it's the avoid of the neshama during that time. Whereas when we talk about the month, the, the winter months, when the light of Hashem does not, doesn't illuminate as much in such a revealed way. Which expresses itself as a period of cold weather. The demult is that during that time the avayda that a person that a yid has to do is the avayda which is connected to the body, to in the from to toil and to work hard in order to be able to illuminate, to elevate and refine the body. in the and even in the winter months themselves. There is a difference between the month of Tevis specifically and the other winter months. In the Andar Chadashim, during the other months, there is still some warmth that the world experiences. And that means, which means, that even though the dominant Aveda at that time is working with the body, to refine the body. But where is the ability to be able to refine the body coming from? From that little bit of residue warmth that le- is left over from the summer, because it's not yet the deepest deep of the winter. So there is still some warmth as well. And the warmth which represents the Neshama assists you in being able to refine the body. That's what happens during the other months. Mashenk in Echedish Tevez, where in the month of Tevez itself was done, is Tachel which is the coldest month of the year. That expresses the kind of concealment that the body presents, which doesn't allow any revelation of the Nisham at all. It's the coldest month, there is no warmth left. And then the Aveda is solely to refine the body. Not through the warmth which the Neshama provides. But rather it, the refinement comes from the body itself. There is no warmth of the Neshama at that time. It's just the body itself that has to do the work in order to refine itself. The Guf the Guf itself has to refine itself. To summarize, the warmth represents the Aveda of the Neshama. During the summer months for sure is the Aveda of the Neshama. That's when warmth is, uh, is intense. There is intense warmth. The cold represents the Aveda of the body when the Neshama is not able to shine as much. The month of Tevis represents a, the Aveda of the Guf 
which is solely dependent on the Guf, because then there is no warmth at all. That is the coldest month of the year. There is no residue warmth left from the Eir and Neshama to help in the, to assist in the Avedah of refining the Guf. It's just dependent on the Guf itself. My, the, my, the Friedrich Rebbe related in the name of the Tzemach Tzedek a story about the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov had Lichtekeit. The Baal Shem Tov loved light. Ein Mol in a winter, the Genach, once in a, in a winter night, haben die Talmide Baal Shem Tov nicht genug Licht zu beleuchten die Schule. The students of Baal Shem Tov did not have any candles to be able to Light in the shul to bring light to the shul. Had the Baal Shem Tov gesagt, so the Baal Shem Tov said, "Em zol nemen von de dach de eis licht lach that unze ons and they should take from the uh, the icicles that were hanging from the roof from the eaves as they tend to do in the winter. They should break off those icicles and light the icicles in order to illuminate the shul. Ham de talmidim azegeton so that students did that." When they haven't burned, and they, by miracle, the icicles burned. How the Tzemach Tzedek had them gesagt? So the Tzemach Tzedek commented on this story by Chassidim and the Talmidim of the Baal Shem Tov, by the Chassidim and the Talmidim of our Master, the Baal Shem Tov, have eyes lichter gebrent und geleuchten. Ice icicles, you know, they're shaped like candles. So candles made of ice burned and illuminated. What do we understand from this story? The Baal Shem Tov, but by reason, with the eyes lichter alone, the Baal Shem Tov was able to demonstrate that the ice candles, so to speak, the icicles themselves, for they zayin the same hepech from erevich mimos. Icicles are the exact opposite of light and warmth. Ice represents the absolute coldest expression of water. Ver nepach to erevich and that you can turn that, you can transform that into light and warmth. Das heißt, as they brennen und is nicht ge, they they brennen is nicht given by even as they sein in geworden aus mitzius vernais. In other words, it's not to say that they lost their uh, their status of ice, and now they can be warm. That's not what happened. Nor the ice gufe verbleibende mitzius mitzius vitziure, but rather that they remained ice. They remained icicles. So they remained in their cold icicle status. Is and that became something to, that would illuminate and bring warmth. Well, the same is true for our in this matter. One has to transform the cold and the dark that the guf represents into kedusha. Not only in a way that you can refine it. And bring it closer to what a neshama is. Nor mitzadim gufatzme, but the guf itself will be elevated, will be refined. That's what Tevis expresses. There is no assistance from the neshama at all. It's just the guf itself that must transform itself and begin to glow and begin to provide warmth. Hey, vi kemem hapazendem guf. How could you transform the guf in such a way as as a laruz game from saying gases for chumrius? That it should give up its coarseness, and that should become a holy, a holy body in a way that is obvious. Is that all this should happen not because the neshama illuminates and dominates, 
but rather from the body itself. The body itself should express itself in a way that is holy. Not because the neshama dominates and overrides the guf, but rather the guf should express that. Is the beer in them? So the explanation is as Adarab. The reason is because it's specifically the guf that is connected to the very essence of Hashem. The neshama is As we know, the neshama is for the most part mostly connected to the levels in between, after, lower than atzmos, to those things which are revealed from atzmos. On the far is and that's why the way that the neshama relates to elokus is connected to godliness is through the re- revelation. Revelation speaks to the neshama because the neshama is connected to revealed aspects of godliness. Mashenkin in guv gashmi, but when we talk about the physical body, funa'idin is atzmos. That's where it's in the physical body that Hashem chose to be connected to the yidin. And the far is the fabun from Gashmi is a guf mitalukus tifer with the fabun was ved doch da neshama, and that's why the connection that there is between alukus godliness and the body is even greater than the connection between alukus godliness and the neshama. Well, dafke in Geshem Aguf is dokav yochel dekayich atzmos because it's in the physical aspect of the body that expresses the the power of the essence of Hashem. Which is even higher than the neshama. Nor the kayach atzmos shabaguf vet nizgal dafke in zman from hell and behester. However, the power of the essence of Hashem is expressed in the body specifically in a time when it's concealed, when godliness is concealed, when the revealed aspects of godliness are concealed. Then says Nishmeya the Gilir Nishama, that's when the Nishama doesn't illuminate the body. And the body is left in darkness as far as the Nishama is concerned, and that's when the essence, the power of the essence is illuminated in the Gulf. That's what brings forth the power of the essence, which is not limited to being to what is revealed. It doesn't need revelation in order to express itself. It expresses itself even better in in a time of concealment. And that is the meaning according to Chassidus, of the body enjoys the body. Guf is teichnei ketoichen loshen atzmus. One expression, one meaning of guf is, as the actual meaning of it is, or one meaning of it is, the meaning of atzmus is like the guf, the meaning of guf is like the expression guf halachas, which means what is the core essence of the halacha. Guf the Malka, the body of the king, and so on, those things which express that which it, it which captures what it's about. The Hanov and Atzmus Alakus. So therefore, the ple- what, where does the essence of Alakus take pleasure from? It's not in by way of removing the concealment of the Guf, so that the Neshama could be. Uh, expressed properly because the guf be, stops uh, um, concealing the neshama and the neshama is able to express itself. That's not where the atzmos receives its pleasure from. 
nor minaguf, the atmos, in other words, guf, which represents atmos, the core essence of Hashem, enjoys the guf rather than the guf being side sidelined in order for the neshama to be illuminated. As the guf atzmi emetzad atzmi, that the guf itself, and not because the neshama assists, but because the guf itself allows for this, vet nepach is transformed to kedusha. When does vet uvgeton and this happens because of the cold, because of the illumin, uh, uh, because of the concealment of light and warmth, or the neshama. In Azman, for Nelamahester, during a time when there is complete concealment, that's what guf, the atmos of Hashem, enjoys most is from the guf, which comes, which is allowed to shine forth. When is the guf allowed to shine forth? When there is absolute concealment in the Shama is not able to reveal itself, that's when the gulf is able to make itself holy and bring itself to a state of holiness. And this is also the connection between the month of Tevis and the days of Hanukkah, as we said before the connection. The Neidus Hanukkah is in Yonam Tzuftan as Vashem Vavaya Yagia Choshki. That Havaya should illuminate my darkness. So, to illuminate the darkness. That the, we know that the Hanukkah lights are meant to illuminate the darkness outside in the street. Until that the darkness itself should shine. Not that we illuminate by removing the darkness but we illuminate the darkness, that the darkness should be, become illuminated. The darkness should shine. As similar to what we said, the body should shine. And where is the power, the ability to be able to do that, comes from the vav that comes before Havaya. As the Pasuk says, what is the Vav? That represents the aspect of Hashem which transcends Hishtalshulus, closer to the essence. Havaya represents there is Havaya from which the Hishtalshulus comes from. And then there is Vehavaya, that which transcends even that. And this is similar to what we just explained about the body, the, the essence of Hashem enjoying the Aveda of the Guf that comes from the Guf itself, from the darkness itself. That from the essence of Hashem, because the essence is connected dafka to the Guf, that's why it is able to transform the darkness of the Guf itself into holiness. Zayin, b'cholos it does the chiluk from the from the ravide b'zmana bias and the ravide b'zmana golos. In a general sense, that is the difference between the the way the yidden serve Hashem in golos and the way that we used to serve Hashem in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. B'zmana bias is given gililukos and vel during the Beis Hamikdash. There was revealed godliness in the world. As Sarin Nisar Nasal was in the Beis Hamikdash, there were ten miracles that happened on a regular basis in the Beis HaMikdosh, Mashenken, and so on, other ways in which godliness was revealed in the world. Mashenken is mana golos. Whereas in the time of golos, we don't see any signs, we don't see any miracles, we don't see any expressions of godliness that way. Godliness is concealed. 
It goes so far as that the darkness covers the earth, as the Pesach says. And then is the Avayi of Navai Avayi And during that time of Godless, that's when we must illuminate, make the darkness shine itself. One could say, Adas is Oich the Tam Pnimi. That that is also the reason. That it says, our sages tell us that the lights of Hanukkah will never be eliminated. Even after Mashiach comes, we will still continue to light the Neiros Hanukkah. Or the, as the simple meaning of it is that even during the Golas, in other words, we still continue to light the, even after the destruction of the Samidash, we still continue to light the Hanukkah candles even in Golas. They continue to, uh, we still have the mitzvah of Hanukkah even in the Golos, whereas this is distinct and different than the lights of the Beis Amigdosh, that when there is no Beis Amigdosh, so also the light, the menorah of the Beis Amigdosh is no longer uh, lit, whereas the lights of Hanukkah are lit even during the Golos. Although, why do we light Hanukkah lights? Because of the light, because of the miracle that happened to the lights in the Beis Hamikdash. So one could say, well, if the lights of the Beis Hamikdash no longer are lit, why should we light the Hanukkah lights? But we do. That's why it's it's not betelus. It just keeps it goes on anyway. And what's the reason? Because the lights of the Beis HaMikdash are, they express, they draw down, and they're connected to Seder Shtalshalus, which is a light which comes in a Eir You have to have the proper implements in order to be able to draw down that kind of light. And if the Beis HaMikdash no longer exists, that's the proper Kali for this kind of light. So there's no more, the lights don't exist anymore. They don't, they're not done anymore. Therefore, when the world is not time, in a situation of golus and concealment, done is on Nehru's so the lights of the Migdash no longer happen because there is no Kali, so there is no earth. Whereas the lights of Hanukkah, that they bring forth the essential light which transcends Ishtalshalos, as we explained before the Dibir, is in that's why there are no changes. It doesn't matter what's happening around you. The fact that it's dark around you doesn't in any way eliminate the lights of, the, of Hanukkah. They're able to illuminate even in a time of complete and utter darkness and concealment. And they are able to transform the darkness itself into light. Their meat is moving, so therefore we understand also the shaykhans from Tevis to the Tzema city. Now we understand the connection between Tevis and what it represents to the fast day of Asar Tevis. Varam Dos is the same Eifascholos of Sheyesh called because that's the fast day which expresses the beginning of, of the Golos. That's when they surrounded the Beis HaMikdash, uh, they surrounded Yerushalayim, he says that in Menebedugmedi, similar to the coldness of the month of Tevis, which is, uh, represents the Golos as well. 
the Pashtus as in this simple sense what is the reason that we fast on the Sarabatavis as the Motzer of Yerushalayim that the siege of Yerushalayim when they surrounded the city and nobody could get in or get out which started on and that's what led to the whole destruction which followed and so that's the source of the whole Chorban and the idea of fasting is the that is our way of doing tshuva for the destruction and for the golos. So that the fast through the tshuva that will transform the fast itself to a time of joy and uh, happiness and rejoicing and to a yomtiv. In other words, that the fast day itself will turn into a yomtiv. So that idea is similar to what, uh, how we explained what Tevis represents. Ches, that inin akrirus is oirdo in keiches anefesh. And this idea of coldness is also present in a person's character and personality. And that is what is in a person's character, what it represents coldness, intellect. As is uh, that uh, famous phrase, there is nothing as cold as human intellect, natural human intellect. Intellect doesn't allow for passion. It doesn't. It's, it it dis- abhors passion. And what did Chsidus reveal, and what did Chsidus bring about through the Alter Rebbe, who, uh, who established Chsidus Chabad, is was, he is He was able to bring faith, which is not a cold expression. That is an expression of passion from the core essence of the Neshama. But he was able to bring that down also into human intellect. So that even the coldness of the human brain, mind, can also appreciate godliness. And when the human mind understands a godly idea, is just the that's called revival of the dead because. The mind itself, intellect, is a dead, cold thing. And when the Alter Rebbe, through his uh, revealing Chabad, he brought emuna and understanding of godliness, which is warmth, the opposite of normal human intellect, and therefore revived and was able to make even human intellect to be illuminated. Exactly what Tevis is, that the darkness should shine. And that's the connection between the, the Yorzeit of the Alter Rebbe. Then, the day of a Yorzeit is the time when everything and all his Torah and all his work in this world during his lifetime are at their apex, at their highest level. That's Chavdal Tevis. That's the connection to Chaydish Tevis. 
Durch Meisev the Rosh Dosif and Alten Rebbe through the work and the Torah the teachings of the Alter Rebbe had such uvgetani brought about as mipneyatzina from the Meyach Akarim Gufa that from the because of the cold it's from the cold we he took the human brain the human mind which is the ultimate expression of coldness so Laruskum and the Guf Nena should express. The gufnena, the anov, achmimus, the kedusha, the pleasure, the enjoyment of having a warm, godly feeling and understanding, and that's what the Alter Rebbe accomplished, and that's his connection to the month of Tevis that expresses the same idea.